What's up everybody? Hey, at this point you've probably heard of the promotion myself in collaboration with Ascend Active Apparel are doing for the month of August. Swing on over to AscendActiveApparel.com for all your active apparel needs. They've got men's and women's clothing that is the most comfortable and also affordable, which is cha-ching to everybody's ears, right? I wear Ascend literally every single day. They've, Like I said, they got great stuff for men, great stuff for women. If you have your cart full on their website, I can save you an extra 10% just by listening to this podcast. Use code Jake at checkout, and that will save you 10% off your entire order. Get something for you, something for the kids, something for the wife or the husband, something for everybody. I'm not lying when I say if you're a mountain biker, if you're a hiker, if you just are a dog walker, if you like walking down the street, walking down the beach, if you're going to the gym all the time, whatever you're doing, the comfiest, most affordable active apparel you can get is Ascend Active Apparel. So swing on over to their website, ascendactiveapparel.com. At checkout, use code Jake for 10% off your entire order. Now let's get to the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All the Best Things. Today's guest is someone I was very excited to have on and get the opportunity to talk with. Uh, He is a best-selling author. He's the host of the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast. He's been featured in men's and women's health magazines, I believe. And he's the owner of Jeremy Scott Fitness. Please welcome to the episode, Jeremy Scott. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, we'll jump right off here. Um, how how can you explain how you got into the fitness game? Like, how it, at what point did you know fitness was kind of your calling? Um, you know, I think as the longer you do something, I think you figure out you don't know what the hell you want to do uh, yeah. for sure. But uh, for me. Uh, I was an athlete uh, my whole life, all the way through college, and uh, I kind of stumbled into it like in a roundabout way. My undergrad and all that work is uh, in education, so in some sense, it is coaching. My uh, my room my roommate at the time, like in Canis, uh, studying for the ACE exam, and so we would go through that stuff. And long story short, I've only had one real job like my whole life. I was an academic advisor, and it wasn't sure. really my thing, and so this is like the natural progression. Like if you were an athlete or if you love movement. So I kind of stumbled into it. And when I first was it, I basically just said to myself, I don't want to hate my Wednesday. I don't want every day to suck. And then obviously over the course of 15 years, it turns into something that can actually make money and, and let you do a lot of cool shit. So that's kind of how I ended up here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, For those listening and watching, what are maybe a one or two rules of thumb that you would share with someone on their own fitness journey? Uh, I mean, the biggest thing, you got to find something you, you love to do, for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be stuff that sucks, uh, like with any journey, any business, anything in life. But uh, I find the people here that tend to uh, to do better are the ones who actually either love the group, the community, or the actual activity they're doing. So it's like when we say fitness is the outcome of the activity, not the goal, meaning if you're playing volleyball or basketball with your friends, three hours can go by in you know, like three minutes, like where you're doing walking lunges or pushing a sled, that three minutes seems like three hours. So right. if you dread going to the gym, you're probably not going to go for, you know, 20, 30 years in a row. And the second thing I would say is just eat real food, man. I mean, as simple, stupid as that is, like, just keep it really simple, protein, produce, and water, and just wash, rinse, repeat that. And you'll be all right. Perfect. 
Um, I'm up here in North Idaho, actually, and I know you're down in Arizona, but with how everything's kind of going on right now with the, the pandemic and COVID and all that, how has that affected how you go about business and, and kind of your daily life? Uh, I mean, you know, the COVID kind of sucks shit, uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of fucked up, you know, my, my whole year for sure. Uh, obviously gyms are closed here. So, uh, I'm sitting in a, the, the dopest man cave I bought. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, you know, it, it's different for me. You know, I feel for like, obviously my days are different now because we're not, you know, we coach humans, but probably 70% of our business is the internet anyway, between mm-hmm. online coaching and podcasts and the programs we run. So, you know, I'll be okay. I feel bad for our people who come here. Obviously, this kills consumer confidence to do fitness and go to gym. So my gym buddies who are not, you know, me, for lack of a better term, uh, it, it's rough for them because it's going to be hard for them to make it. I think a lot of gyms that are even, once they can open up, I don't think they'll be open six months to a year from now because I don't think the revenue will be there, which is a really shitty thing. And yeah. so uh, obviously we've done the best we can to deliver to the people, you know, virtually. So mm-hmm. in essence, I've been coaching online for probably the last seven years when we started to really get into it. And obviously with technology, uh, we, we've gotten pretty good at delivery. So we've taken all our people who are still with us here in house and we've put them into our online offering. So like right now they're in a five week program and we obviously email them, deliver every day. We put them in a private coaching group. We can talk to them. They can message us the guys who are ours. We'll give them dumbbells and, and equipment and stuff that they can take home because apparently you can't buy that right now in America yeah. anywhere either. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Uh, yeah, we're doing the best we can with it. But, uh, you know, from a personal standpoint, it, it sucks because I can't – there's no sports on. So I, I watch basically UFC and uh, I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. I can't, like, you know, fly to Minneapolis and go to a Twins game. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's just – it's a groundhog day. You know, I'm making the best of it because I know – I can't sit and just be sad because there's people who have it way worse than I do. And yeah. so I just try to wake up every day and see like, what can I deliver? Be it podcasts or written or workouts. We can share the free shit for sure yeah. uh, to, to help people. And so we just kind of pivoted our business to go from one lane to the other. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's, it's crazy here too. I mean, the gyms are actually open up here, but it's, you can tell, like you had, you had alluded to people aren't as willing to go to the gym if they know there's going to be, people there you know they're kind of timid in, in that regard and there's a lot of at-home stuff going on still so I know you on on social media and stuff have been sharing some like at-home workouts and, and things you can do with minimal equipment and things like that so I think people are kind of embracing that a little bit more at this time too so that's that's huge um all right let's uh I asked my guests this everyone that I've had on the podcast so far, and it's, it's still in its early stages, but you run in a podcast, know that um, there's something, you know, that you can, you can learn from, from every day. And, and if you were to write a letter to your younger self, what are some lessons or maybe a bit of advice that you would give to yourself looking back five or 10 years? Uh, I mean, I've done this actually. Uh, we do it in like one of our groups. Uh, there's like a personal development workbook they do and we have them actually uh, do this. I actually have okay. one like in my in my nightstand that's uh, there, and I usually just read it like when the world goes to shit. I eat uh-huh. right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, simple things like things you want to think about, like don't text and drive, and, and don't drink too much, or shit like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the biggest takeaway is just patience, and I think I don't really have any major skills or, or amazing talents other than like I'm I'm more patient than other people. So meaning, 
uh, we've built this business from nothing to what it is today. And it's allowed me to you know, pay off my house and buy this building and live this fucking insane life I couldn't do otherwise. But I didn't just check, I didn't check the scoreboard every day. I didn't say, okay, how big is my email list? How big is my podcast following? How big is my Instagram and YouTube? And how much money am I going to make today? Like, that's not what I did. I just try to do the best I can every day and know if I take my time and I'm patient enough and I make the right decisions, like I'm going to win in the end. It's, it's the, it's a marathon and a sprint. So it's like, you're playing the long game. And a lot of times people, at least now with the, with the digital world, I'm in, I'm an OG in it, I guess. So I, I was around before Instagram and, and Facebook, but yeah. uh, people will chase the, the easy money or the quick money or they'll do things now that might not align with their brand and who they are. And understanding that in seven to eight, nine, 10 years from now, you, you probably have to answer for some of those decisions in what you did. So it's like, for me, I'm like, I'm okay with if I, if I lose in the first and second and third quarter, but if I win the game, I'm like, that's kind of the goal, but it's hard to, to know that when you're 25 years old and you, you want to be a millionaire and work 10 hours a week, it really, uh, it really doesn't work that way. Sure. Sure. Switching gears a little bit. I see the uh, wings poster there, MJ in the background. Did you get a chance to watch the last dance doc? Oh yeah, dude. I mean that, and uh, I told my wife that too. That was like, that was like when it was in a, I don't know everybody has their own phase of the pandemic they're in. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I think like the first, the first week everybody thought they were going to die. And uh, now I think most of us realize that's not going to happen. And yeah. so that was like the first probably like six, eight weeks of this horse shit. Yeah. And I told my wife, like, that was the only time I would feel normal it would be like for those two hours, like every Sunday night. Cause like I grew up, like I grew up in the Midwest and from Minneapolis, mm -hmm. uh, we get WGN, which would play all the Bulls games. So when I'm a kid, sure. the Timberwolves suck. Nobody watches them. So right. we were Bulls fans. And so like, we <laughs> always would just, and you, you would pretend you're, you know, like as much as, I love Larry Bird and magic. Like I wouldn't pretend to be them. I pretend to be Jordan. So uh, yeah, by far the, the best part of the, the, this whole lockdown shit was the last dance. Yeah, absolutely. And that leads me to my next question. Being a big basketball guy that you are, who, who would you say they they're throwing this around on ESPN and all those, cause they don't have anything else to talk about. So who is your Mount Rushmore of basketball players? You, you already mentioned Jordan. I assume he's one of the faces in the crowd there. Who else? Oh, you yeah. Got? I mean, if I just had to go four, yeah. Um, like all time, Jordan, I would say Kobe because he's the closest thing we've seen to Mike ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would probably have to go LeBron and, you know, people hate on Kareem, but I mean, when you look at the body of work, dude, it's, he's the yeah. all-time leading scorer ever. Uh, I don't know how many, what is it? Five MVPs, five championships, and then his college career too. And he's like one of the most unstoppable dudes ever. I mean, that's, it's tough to do just four, but that would probably be my, my four. If you had to pick four dudes who were just like, you know, just literally dominated the game, you know, every way they could. Sure. Absolutely. Um, are you looking for, I supposedly sports are coming back at the end of this month. Is that something you're looking forward to? Or are you going to be able to watch some of the games or is it going to be kind of weird without fans and, and kind of that whole dynamic there that normally sports would have? Um, you know, at this point, I mean, I, I watch so little of anything, literally, unless it's like my wife has a show or something I've seen uh, the last dance I'll watch. And okay. uh, I don't watch, I don't watch the news. Like I literally, I don't have news apps on my phone. I don't read anything. I don't give a shit about anything yep. other than it, it affects me directly, which is selfish, but I, I have that luxury. Sure, uh, sure. I have watched almost every UFC event that they put on uh, during okay. this. And yeah. so, and it's, they don't have fans, but I'm used to that. Cause like, I grew up watching like tough. So like, it, like when Forrest and Bonner are fighting the mm -hmm. first tough season, they're training, but there's no audience. And like, I think UFC is talking about that when the NBA comes on, 
Uh, if they're going to do it like summer league, I think the average person's not familiar with what this is going to look like. It'll be very strange. Yeah. But uh, obviously, like if the Lakers are playing the Bucks, like and I happen to be home, I for surely will turn on over whatever bullshit Netflix has rolling. But uh, I'll sure. take anything at this point. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to kind of put the the ribbon on things here, where can anyone listening or watching connect with you on social media, YouTube, and and what have you? Uh, yeah, all our stuff is pretty. It's Jeremy Scott Fitness everywhere. I wasn't a super creative 15 years ago, so it's. Uh, Jeremy Scott Fitness on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Tumblr, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on the website, the podcast for sure. Okay. Uh, and we pump out more shit than probably anybody, I think, across all the platforms. are. I mean, we even send out a newsletter at least three times a week. Sometimes it's up to five or six times a week. And I've done that every week for the last like 12 years in a row. So we, uh, we try to give away as much free helpful stuff as possible for people just because I've been doing it a long time and uh, it, it's simple stuff but stuff a lot of people don't know yeah absolutely and from I guess I'm a trainer as well and getting into the strength and conditioning aspect of things so from one trainer to another what would you share seeing that you have experience over me what would you share for someone coming kind of through the ranks and trying to establish themselves really well, yeah, well, like, what's the goal? Like, what, uh, like, what is the, do you have the end goal in mind or an idea of what that is? Like, you want to run your own show? Do you want to work for university? You want to be in a big box? Like, what's the, what's the end goal? Yeah, so, so right now, uh, I'm just at a, like, based out of a local gym, I have the podcast, which actually, ironically, started three days before we went into quarantine. So that kind of oh, nice. put that at kind of a weird starting point. But, uh, and then, yeah, I have, uh, pod, the podcast, the website, I'm always updating social media. I'm, I'm on pretty much everything there. So as far as a, a game plan moving forward, I'm not really, I'm working right now on my strength and conditioning cert and I, and I kind of want to get into maybe the university level. I'm volunteering at a local high school with their football program right now. And, you know, they're pretty competitive as it is. And it's good to kind of have that opportunity, I think, but sure. maybe I would say in the next year or two, hopefully getting into strength and conditioning but with where COVID has kind of put things and colleges maybe not having athletics or as many athletic programs as they would in the past that kind of has made me almost second guess that so to kind of paint you know long story short that's kind of where my picture is being painted at this time yeah uh, I mean obviously like you know I don't know when this uh, shit show ends but it, it will end for sure yeah uh, we'll play we'll play sports there's too much money in it uh, that's the NFL will do whatever they have to I mean it's a they own a day of the week. They're like bigger than the Catholic church. That's how insane yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. So school, schools will do stuff. I don't know if it's going to be in three months or six months, but they'll figure it out. I, I, we have friends in that space. I don't envy them and what they do. Obviously they get to work with athletes, which is different. Sure. Uh, the money is not for, I mean, for the 1%, they probably make decent money. The rest of them, I think have to eat shit for a long time. That's, and again, I'm not a money guy, but I make way more money than I ever thought I could in my life possibly doing this shit. Sure. So what I would say is personal brand is always going to be the thing. No, it's coming from a guy whose name is on the t-shirt he's wearing. But yeah, with, with that, there comes twofold. One, if, if you're going to do it, A, they're going to want you to be around. They're going to want to see you. You're going to want to have your stamp on it. And, and not everybody is that. Like, so when you take a personal brand, like, uh, or a brand in general, let's take progressive, like flow yeah is not the one who created progressive but flow sure. is the fucking lady in the commercials some brands can get away with that 
for most people, especially this, they're going to buy you. Like they can learn how to deadlift and squat from any idiot who can teach it correctly. It's not that complex, right? but they're buying you the person. So the one thing that I've done, which is it's my coffin. So I got to sleep in it. Um, people always want to see me and they want me to be around. Now I can have a team of people here, which we do, and they can give them a piece of advice and then they'll still ask me. I'm going to say the same fucking thing. Nothing's going to change, but they'll want to hear it from you. So the shitty part is they're always going to want to see you and be around you, but it makes you indispensable. You're the linchpin to everything. So like when, sure. if this, if this wasn't called Jeremy Scott fitness and I hadn't done all these things like men's health never would have called me like yeah. Reebok never would have handed me a contract. I wouldn't have worked with Under Armour and Nike. I wouldn't have done all these things that I've done. So you become right. the commodity. And I think even if you decided one day, Hey, I don't want to run my own business or be whatever. If I said today, fuck it, I've had it. I don't want to deal with the headache. And I just want to go train at, you know, Ben's gym down the street. Ben would hire me in a heartbeat because I, ha I am the, I'm the talent. You are the skill set. So right. Right. My advice to you is just make, make yourself as awesome as you can, whether that be the podcast and your knowledge base and everything revolves around you and what you do. And you can always build a team around that. But the, the nice thing is, is you don't have to, you can insert yourself anywhere. Like everybody, every business, every organization is always looking for awesome people. And that's when people come and say, well, you work with these brands. What do you do for them? I'm like, well, we fucking make them money. Like it'd, yeah. be, it'd be super cool that like they, they like me cause I'm a nice person. I think that's great. But if I showed up and I looked like a bag of shit and I couldn't talk on camera, they wouldn't care about me. I'm like, we make them more money than they pay us. And that yeah. just comes from like us showing up and they don't have to babysit you. So if it's you, it's like, if, if it is strength and conditioning, go all in on the stuff that you like. And so if you love that more than working with the general public, then just spend all your time and, and you can do some selfish stuff. But how I have studied stuff over the years is 20% of the stuff. I'm like, what do I selfishly want to do? And then the other 80% is like, what can I learn in terms of how people look and move and feel? And how can we, fix their lifestyle and their mindset to actually do what we want them to do in a context that's going to help them. So I spend most of my day not doing like, Hey, what's going to benefit me, but what's going to benefit Susie and Rick, what will make them better. You do that, man. You'd be all right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. And I kind of take that and, and roll with it. But with that said, I don't want to take up too much of your day. I know things maybe aren't as crazy as they usually are around there right now with, with COVID and everything, but I know you're a busy man and I don't want to take up your whole afternoon. So I appreciate you hopping on the pod and kind of giving your two cents with everything and, and just leaving a, us a bunch of knowledge bombs actually. So yeah, very appreciated. And I uh, hope you guys just find a way to kind of come out of the COVID, you know, better than you were before. Yeah, man, I'll be here for sure. You know what the world looks like. I don't know, but uh, I'll just keep pumping out shit all day and uh, we'll go from there. So I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, appreciate it. It was good talking to you. Thanks, Jeremy. Got it, man. Peace. Peace.